You are Locked On Cardinals, your daily St. Louis Cardinals podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello and welcome to the Locked On Cardinals podcast, part of Locked On Podcast Network. Today is Thursday, June the 3rd of 2021. I am the St. Louis Cardinals mega fan and your host for the show, Lucas Smith. Thanks for tuning in today. Despite having an ugly game to talk about yesterday as the Cardinals fall 14, that's right, 14-3 to to the Los Angeles Dodgers. We are brought to you today by Locker Room. Locker Room is changing the way we talk sports. I'll tell you a little bit more about Locker Room a little bit later on in the show. What an ugly, I mean that was the definition of an ugly game in Los Angeles last night. Were there positives? Yeah, I found some positives. But boy, oh boy, were there some glaring, and I mean glaring, negatives. We're going to start, sadly, I'll talk about the positives first, the very few positives, and that was Seth Elledge and Junior Fernandez throwing four scoreless innings last night. And even Jake Woodford pitched two and a third innings. The one run he gave up was the Grand Slam. Uh, just Cody Bellinger was charged to him. But he they gave up a home run, so not a huge positive. But Jake Woodford, so other than that one home run, scoreless two innings, solid stuff. And like I said, Seth Elledge and Junior Fernandez pitched scoreless innings. And yes, you can say, well, those were garbage innings. Muncie was out, Beatty was out. Or Betts was out, excuse me. Um, Turner was taken out. Was it a weaker lineup? Sure. But Beatty hit a home run who came in for Betts. Tutsugo had a couple hits the other day. So this was not a completely weak lineup like the Cardinals had whenever they took their starters out. Because the Cardinals don't have all their starters in. That lineup's a weak lineup. But those are the positives on the pitching side. It's nice to see Elledge and Fernandez eat up some innings. Now, was it perfect? No, Fernandez and Elledge still had walks mixed in their two innings, so that obviously isn't is not ideal still. But positive stuff. Fernandez, after a still rough early um, early impression on us, he seems to have gotten a little bit better. With time, so that's good to see for Fernandez. I still like Elledge. But otherwise, pitching was a mess, and I'll talk about pitching in a bit. Offensively, Cardinals got off to a great start. Home run by Goldschmidt in the first inning. You're thinking, okay, maybe if Martinez can continue his stretch of good pitching after with an early lead, we can get out of here with a series win. Yeah, that didn't end up happening. But it was nice to see Goldschmidt drive a baseball. He only got two at-bats. Nolan Arenado had an RBI. He only had two at-bats. And the other RBI came on a Dylan Carlson home run who continues his power surge. Carlson went two for four, scoring two runs. The run he scored was on the Nolan Arenado double. So that was great. And other than that, not a whole lot of offense to talk about. Four of the seven hits came from Carlson, Goldschmidt, Arnado. O'Neal also had a hit. He was taken out by Lane Thomas and Edmundo Sosa. And Andrew Kisner with a hit each. Yachty been getting a lot more off days recently. I don't know if, you know, if that's... I don't know. I feel like like he's getting a lot more off days than he used to. And granted, he's 38 years old. 
He hasn't been 38 years old before. So maybe he's getting a little bit more wear and tear than we thought, or than he expects to, but that's about all the positives I could find. Four minutes, give or take, of positives. It's probably closer to three minutes, because the first minute was just kind of fluff. That's it. Sadly, now we have to get into the negatives. And we will start with the most apparent negative of Carlos Martinez, who had probably one of the worst lines in Major League Baseball history. Two-thirds of an innings, six hits, ten earned runs, four walks, one strikeout. That strikeout was by way of a failed bunt attempt with two strikes by the pitcher, Walker Bueller. I know Martinez has been bad this year. I know that he has been bad in the past. I know that he has let us down in the past. I really don't think he's let us down like this before. This was his worst start of his career. Only Cardinal pitcher to allow 10 earned runs in the first inning of a start in the history of the franchise. This was historically atrocious. This was bad. I know that he only really was in there for the first seven runs. Even if it's two-thirds of an inning and seven runs, that's still atrocious. But it's an 11 spot. An 11 spot. In the first inning, and at that point, the game was over. I know many of you probably turned off the game at that point. I was still flipping back and forth. Uh, Once we got to about the eighth inning, that's when I kind of said, okay. I'm, I'm done with this. I, j- I, I don't know what to say. Because I was expecting good things from Carlos. Carlos has given us good things this year. His numbers haven't been electric. They haven't been fantastic. And I'm not saying that you, know, you have one make or break start to decide your future. But this does not bode well for Carlos's future with the St. Louis Cardinals whether the Cardinals pick up his option or not. The Cardinals have pitchers in the minors that seem to be ready and on their way up. Matthew Libertor, Zach Thompson, just to name a couple. So they might not need Martinez. They need him for this year, don't get me wrong. They need Martinez to step up more this year. The problem is, he's not, and the problem is, they need him. What they need him to do really is pitch like a number one, and he, I don't think, has that capability anymore. This this was an atrocious start, and I'm not trying to just be too upsy, woohoo, positive about this whole start, and just say, okay, this is good, just move on about it. Because at, well, at some point, we do have to just move on about it. But at the same time, Carlos Martinez just continues to, to baffle. I, we, on any given day, you don't know what Martinez is going to give you. And it's never going to be, and again, maybe it will be, but you would think it's not going to be this bad again. You would think. You know, the, the only other worst start that I can think of was when he gave up six runs against the, the Phillies early on this year. But even if it is just giving up four or five runs, and that that's his bad you know, I, I just I just don't know if he's reliable enough to pick up an option. Especially if you if you are high on the guys you have in the minors and if you're able to pick up a starter on the trade market, which we'll talk about in just a moment. 
Because the Cardinals, even if Martinez was at his best, the Cardinals need another starter. Period. But Martinez has not been at his best, only uh, amplifying the need for a starter. Martinez's ear, Martinez's ERA jumped over a point. It's now at five eight three, or over a run, I guess I should say. Tyler Webb also pitched awful. In an inning, he gave up three earned runs on three hits, and he walked two. He threw 37 pitches in an inning, so he's probably done for two days. He should be done for the whole season. Because there have been times where he's like, you know, he gets a squirrel sounding in there, and you think, okay, cool, this guy's maybe he's on the right track. And then he blows up again. Tyler Webb is just not it. I'll give him credit when he has a scoreless outing, when he has a good outing. I'll give him credit there. But there's not a lot to give credit for. There really isn't. This was one of the worst games I've ever witnessed as a Cardinal. Especially from a pitching standpoint. At least at least they were able to score three runs and make it somewhat of an offense, from the offensive standpoint, respectable. But defensively, Mundo Sosa threw a ball into orbit from shortstop to home plate. Kisner dropped the ball. Edmund made a fielding error. I mean, that was, I think that was a little bit later in the game, so that was not as, you know, in the moment, but Cardinals even had three years in yesterday's game. So it was really only respectable from the offensive standpoint, and even then it still wasn't great because the Cardinals struck out 12 times. This was an ugly game. I know I say this all the time, but all we can do now is move on. I'll talk about what lessons we can learn from it in segment number two and what it showed us in segment number two. And a little spoiler alert, it showed us, as if we didn't know this already, that the Cardinals need to get healthy and they need a starter. So segment two coming up in just a moment. RockAuto.com is a family business serving auto parts on customers online for 20 years. Go to rockauto.com to shop for auto and body parts from hundreds, that's right, hundreds of manufacturers. They have everything you need from anti-control modules and brake parts to tail lamps, motor oil, and even new carpet. Whether it's for your classic or daily driver, get everything you need in a few easy clicks delivered directly to your door. The rockauto.com catalog is unique and remarkably easy to navigate. Quickly see all the parts available for your vehicle and choose the brand, specifications, and prices that you prefer. Best of all, prices at rockauto.com are always reliably low and the same for professionals or do-it-yourselfers. Why spend up to twice as much for the same parts? Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck. Be sure to write locked on in their How Did You Hear About Us box so they know we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. rockauto.com We need a starter. Cardinals need a starter. Because right now, the rotation is Wayne is Martinez, Wainwright, Oviedo, Kim, and Gant. I was having a conversation with a friend of mine about John Gant and how he has he been good? Sure. But when he is your most consistent pitcher. In my opinion, that says more about your staff than it does about your pitching. Than about than about Gant, excuse me. John Gant being the best pitcher on the staff, or at least the most consistent pitcher on the staff, which I think he has been without question. That says more about the 
lack of quality in your rotation than it does about John Gant. No disrespect to John Gant. He's been fantastic. But the Cardinals need a starter. KK Kim isn't cutting it. Oviedo has not cut it. Martinez, you'd have to think this is his last year as a Cardinal. Wainwright has been hit or miss. You're not going to trade him, but I just don't think Wainwright is. You know, Wainwright, like I said, Wainwright has his blow up starts and he has his starts where he dominates. Cardinals need a starter. Even when Flaherty comes back, in my opinion, they need a starter because Michaelis is hurt. Michaelis just got transferred to the 60 day DL or IL, excuse me, the other day. So that's another starter that you're probably not going to get back this year. By the way, that's another contract that was a great call. Great call. Um, even at the time, I was like, give him another year. Give him another year, and then you go check and see if you want to get him an extension. But anyways, that, that's another discussion. Not a good contract, in my opinion, uh, given to Miles Michaelis two years ago. But, like I said, another discussion. We also learned that the Cardinals need to get healthy. Say what you will, Cardinals need Paul DeYoung back. Say what you will, Cardinals need Harrison Bader back. They need guys to step up. Don't get me wrong. They need Goldschmidt to be better. Yes, he had a home run yesterday, but they need Goldschmidt to be better. And they need a bench bat because the bench is not cutting it. When Lane Thomas, I'm sorry, I know that he'll probably go down whenever Bader comes back. But still, they need they need a better offensive option off the bench than a Matt Carpenter. They just do. And, you know, it is the first and, first and foremost the need as a starting pitcher. Sure, I'm okay with that. I'm okay with that thought process. Because I think good pitching beats good hitting more times than not. So I'm okay with going after a pitcher first. But they still need... They still need a bench bat. This this offense is not very deep. Even when they get healthy, it's not incredibly deep. You know, Mundo Sosa has cooled off immensely. I'm not trying to take away what he did. I'm not trying to take too much stock in the small sample size. But he has cooled off immensely. This team is not as deep as we thought it was. At least as I thought it was. I thought the pitching would be better. I thought the offense would be a touch better. But then again, the Cardinals, not to make any excuses, the Cardinals are ravaged right now by injuries. Like I said, they have two two of their five starters out. They have... Uh, Andrew Miller, bullpen piece, key bullpen piece that's out. Two of their eight startings on the field are out with injury. Again, they're not the only team dealing with the injuries, but still, this team, they need to get healthy fast. Um, Hopefully, they're hoping Paul DeYoung can join them the next week. They're hoping Harrison Bader can join shortly after that. So I think that will help. You know, Paul DeYoung offensively wasn't having the strongest of years, but I still think it'll help having a stronger number six hitter because I I really hope that Schilt does not put DeYoung back in the fifth slot. DeYoung needs to be hitting seventh. In an ideal lineup, DeYoung needs to be hitting seventh. It needs to be Edmund, Carlson, Goldschmidt, Arnauto, O'Neal, or O'Neal, Yachty, Oh, DeYoung, Bader, Pitcher. I'll go real quick again. Edmund, Carlson, Goldschmidt, Arnauto, O'Neal, Yachty, DeYoung, Bader. DeYoung's not a middle-of-the-order bat. And I would still consider sixth middle-of-the-order. 
because usually you go one through three, four through six, seven through nine. DeYoung is a seventh place hitter. At his best, he's a cleanup hitter, but his best lasts about a week. Starting pitching wise, I really, I've been with these West Coast games. I've been too tired to even look up any stats as to who the Cardinals should should go after starting pitching wise. To be honest with you, one person that I do know that would be Max Scherzer. He's on a last place team, big contract. Sure, he's gonna he's gonna be a pretty penny as well. But Max Scherzer is somebody, in my opinion, the Cardinals need to go after. Just my opinion. Just my opinion. Mizzou guy, St. Louis guy. Cardinals, again, depending on what they give up, Cardinals are going to need some pitching. and that He would make this rotation deadly. It might be too strong of a word, but he would make this rotation really, really good. So... That's what we learned. We learned that the Cardinals probably aren't as deep as we thought they were. Not to put too much stock in one game by any stretch of the imagination. This is probably more what we learned throughout the whole whole series or whole throughout the course of the last week or so against the Dodgers and Cardinal against the Dodgers and, and Diamondbacks. But the good news is is that the schedule gets pretty weak for the most part for the month of June. They have a really good chance here after a one on one start in the month of June. To, to really gain some ground. Because the Cubs now have been playing really good baseball against quality teams. They just swept the Padres. So credit to the Chicago Cubs. They now sit a game and a half ahead of St. Louis. But the Cardinals have four against the Reds. And the Reds um, were rained out yesterday, so they'll be a little more f- fresh. The Reds, um, the Reds are fourth in the division. They're seven games back. And they have an off day Monday, Finally. Then they have two home games against the Cleveland Indians on the 8th and 9th. And in the AL Central, the Indians are just six games above 500, two and a half games back. So that, that's t- that's a little strong. Three at Chicago. It's going to extend on that baseball, so that'll be a tough part of their schedule. But then they've got three at home against the Marlins, who are in fourth place, six games under 500. Four games at Atlanta. In Atlanta's three games under 500, four and a half back in the East, NL East. A day off, two games at Detroit, and the Tigers are 10 games out, 10 games under 500. Four at the Pirates, who are last place in the Central, and then, or four against Pirates, and then three against Diamondbacks. So the Cardinals have a chance here to really gain some ground in the NL Central and in just regular getting wins with a weaker schedule in the month of June. So that, that's a good thing. And the Cardinals' run differential has disappeared. It's now 10 under. It has just absolutely disappeared with, with a couple of ugly losses during this road trip. Cardinals need to get to Monday. Was what they, they need an off day badly. Before they can get to Monday, they've got to go through Cincinnati. I will preview the Cincinnati series. First pitch is tonight at 7.15. So I'll preview the Cincinnati series, um, segment number three, and give my prediction of what might happen coming up here in just a moment. What is your favorite Bilt Bar flavor? Because Bilt Bar has nine delicious flavors, plus the occasional limited time option. And when you talk to a Bilt Bar fan like myself, we're definitely passionate about our favorites. If you don't know, you're missing out. They're coconut, coconut almond, cherry, raspberry, mint brownie, peanut butter brownie, double chocolate, and salted caramel. So there's something for everyone. My favorite flavor of these nine is double chocolate. If you haven't tried all the flavors, that's great. 
get a mix box where you get two of each of the nine flavors. Every single flavor is covered 100% in chocolate, but they're still incredibly healthy. Most flavors have 17 grams of protein, 130 calories, 4 grams of sugar, 4 grams of net carbs. Nine amazing flavors, all tasty, all healthy. So be sure to order today by going to BuiltBar.com. And because you're a lovely listener of the show, be sure to use that promo code LOCKED15, L-O-C-K-E-D-1-5, to get 15% off your first order when you go to BuiltBar.com. What are you waiting for? Order now. And use promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at checkout at BuiltBar.com. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to place your bets on all your sports action. Baseball season is well within full swing, and you can check all the action at BetOnline. But not just Major League Baseball. You can also track the UFC MMA action, the Stanley Cup playoffs for the NHL, and the NBA playoffs as they start to get to the later rounds. Before next pitch, head over to Bet Online on your laptop or mobile device and check out all the great sporting news, sign-up bonuses, and contest information. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore as this is your chance to get into the game. Head to the website betonline.ag or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. You can get that by entering the promo code LOCKED ON. L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N. LOCKED ON gets you a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit at Bet Online. Bet Online, your online sportsbook experts. So once again, first pitch is tonight at 7.15 Central Time. Back to a little bit more of a normal start. And say what you will about Wayne Knight, his numbers... Um, this is the right guy to start. This is the right guy to start against the um, Cincinnati Reds because he is a stopper. Not only is he a stopper, he is lights out at home. Lights out. This is the guy to start. Cardinals, you know, they've lost two in a row. Or, I'm sorry, they're not a loser trick. They've lost one in a row, but they're still... Um, in a bit of a rut, this is the right guy to send to the mound. In six starts at home, he's two and two with the two four one ERA. Opponents hitting just a buck ninety six. Wainwright is the man to start tonight. I'm not betting against Wainwright. The Reds are setting uh, Vladimir Gutierrez, and he allowed two runs or two hits on one run over five innings in his big league debut last Friday against the Cubs. And according to Umbi.com, he's aggressive in the strike zone, especially with his fastball. So we'll see what the Cardinals take advantage of that. And not to, you know, doubt Vladimir Gutierrez, but also not to go against Adam Wainwright. I'm saying the Cardinals win tonight with Wainwright on the mound. It, again, it's really hard for me overall to bet against Wainwright. I tend to do so more on the road than I do at home. Friday night, tomorrow night, draws Luis Castillo, who is having a career-worst year against um, K.K. Kim. This is Luis Castillo's numbers. Luis Castillo, he's 1-8 with an ERA of 7-2-2. That's just not good for anybody, especially a guy of Luis Castillo's capability. And the Cardinals have pretty decent numbers against him. Arenado's 4-9. for nine. Carlson's 3 for 4. Carpenter's batting 273 and 22 at bats. Edmund 375 and 16 at bats. Pretty solid numbers against Castillo. And Castillo's a top of the line starter, or at least at his best he used to be. He hasn't won a baseball game. He hasn't been credited with a win in a baseball game since April the 7th. 
And KK Kim was really good against the Reds on April 23rd. One earned over five and two-thirds of an inning. He's yet to complete six innings this year. And not that the Cardinals' bullpen was overly taxed yesterday because of the long outings from Woodford, Fernandez, and uh, Elledge. But he still needs to go deep tomorrow. I say the Cardinals win Friday as well just because Luis Castillo has not pitched well. And who's to say that he will pitch well against the Cardinals? So I say the Cardinals get a win tonight and tomorrow night. On Saturday, it's unknown who will start for the Cardinals at this time. I'm guessing Oviedo. Um, but Tyler Malley, who's been really good um, for the Reds, score uh, back-to-back scoreless innings, uh, scoreless outings, I should say, for Malley. Um, so we'll see. What do you mean? Tyler Malley's been really good on the road as well. When you're talking about season splits, Malley has been the exact opposite of Wainwright. Malley in road and seven road starts, his ERA is one four seven. So I say the Cardinals win tonight, win tomorrow. They'll probably lose Saturday, especially if they do send Johan Oviedo to the mound. John Gant back to the bump on Sunday. Um, he needs nine and a third innings to qualify f- for the ERA title. I don't think he'll get nine and a third innings <laughs> on Sunday. Um, but I still think he could give the Cardinals another quality start, especially against the Reds' offense. So I said the Cardinals, you know, being optimistic here, but with looking at the pitching matchups and things of that nature, I, I said the Cardinals take three out of four against the Reds and get back on track before before the off day. You're going to have Goldschmidt Arnado pretty much rested. You're going to have the big three rested. I like the Cardinals' chances this weekend against a weaker Reds team. Reds have not been playing well as of late. They also had an ugly loss the other day. Um, not yesterday because they were rained out, but they had a 17-3 loss on Monday, or Tuesday rather. That's why I said the Cardinals get it done. My prediction is 3 out of 4. And if you want to tell me how wrong I am, email the show, LockedOnCards at gmail.com. DM the show on Twitter or Instagram, LO underscore Cardinals. DM me on Twitter, at LJFastball. Any of those ways will work. If you disagree, if you agree, let me know. I want to hear from you. Be sure to follow all those accounts that I just mentioned. LO underscore Cardinals on Twitter and Instagram. Me, LJ Fastball on Twitter. And be sure to email the show with any questions at LO underscore Cardinals. And be sure to follow, subscribe, leave a rating wherever you get your podcast about the Locked on Cardinals podcast. Until I talk to you tomorrow, because that is all I have for the day. I think the Cardinals take three out of four. Ugly game against the Dodgers, uh, but... I do think the Cardinals have a chance, and I think they take advantage of that chance to rebound. Uh, but before I do let you go, actually, I want to tell you to listen to the Locked On Today podcast. They're talking about Trey Young at Madison Square Garden and then how the Knicks have been eliminated from the NBA playoffs. Get more of the sports news you need in less time with Locked On Today podcast. Follow the Locked On Today podcast on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. Once again, that's all I've got. So until I talk to you next time, stay safe, stay well, have a great day.